jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender. With Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. This week on Tuning Out the News, Inside the Hill has an exclusive interview with Democratic Senator Cory Booker about whether Trump should be thrown in prison for January 6th, or if that would just be rewarding him with better food than he gets at Mar-a-Lago. And Hot Take has the latest on Trump's return to campaigning for MAGA Republicans, confident he can carry them to victory as long as they aren't involuntarily committed by Election Day. But first, we'll discuss whether Republicans will stand by Herschel Walker if old game tape leaks showing him spiking a fetus in the end zone. It's Thursday, October 13th. Welcome to Tuning Out the News, the podcast. Up first, big news. I'm James Smartwood, and I brush my teeth by running full sprint into a lawn sprinkler blasting Clorox. Top story with 27 days until the election. The future of the nation and whether Earth will be hospitable to human life comes down to a few Senate races between Democrats saying Republicans are crazy and Republicans saying you're goddamn right we are. In Georgia, Republican nominee who is inspiring some mom to withdraw her kid from flag football as we speak, Herschel Walker, faces accusations related to having his own parking spot at Planned Parenthood. Here is how he defended himself against the unblinking eyes of Brian Kilmeade because Kilmeade doesn't know how to blink. No one is perfect. I'm a sinner. We all sin before the glory of God. But every day I get up in the morning, I pray to God that let me do his will. And that's the reason I'm in this race right now. That's right. We are in no position to condemn Herschel Walker's journey to condemn teenagers who made Herschel Walker's mistakes. Democrats are saying Walker is engaging in rank hypocrisy, forcing Republicans to clarify their moral code. God is dead and we believe in nothing. A lot of people have sleazy past. As long as he is moving forward and he is a strong Republican, we need this Senate seat. What matters to people is how they're going to vote once they've been in the Senate. I don't care if Herschel Walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles. I want control of the Senate. Savvy of Dana Lash to get ahead of what is likely the next revelation in the Herschel Walker saga. Joining me to huff a tube of news glue, then claw some headlines into our own faces is Democratic strategist who blamed her last three breakups on Russian hackers, Lydia Parker. Good evening. Chief Washington Bureau Chief who hangs around pickup basketball games until someone asks him to ref, Jonathan Keene. Hello. Live from outside Herschel Walker's campaign headquarters in Atlanta, chief field correspondent who has gotten a medically dangerous amount of champagne in his eyes, James Smartwood Jr. Dad. Hey, James. And CBS News senior White House correspondent and tuning out the news contributor, Weija Jang. Thank you so much for being here, Weija. Thank you for having me. It's really exciting to be with you guys tonight. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about that Republican pivot to we just want to win. How inspiring is it for voters if Republicans' new campaign slogan is vote for our craven accumulation of power? So this is uh, something that we had to grapple with um, starting in 2016, right? Right. Whenever many pundits and analysts looked at the now infamous Access Hollywood tape and assumed that then-candidate Donald Trump was a goner, and the opposite happened. So I think since then, a lot of people have been, um, you know, 
have been struggling with the big question, which is, you know, the identity of the party. But as we just heard in that clip that you played, James, um, you know, some people just don't care. They want that power. And they, they say, you know, it doesn't matter what the candidate has done. If he's going to be a Republican, we will support him. Yeah, I'm just wondering, Democrats should maybe consider that you may not need to campaign as a morally perfect person to run a country that's just a pile of bloody money. Now, former football coach Tommy Tuberville went on a racist rant, and then former football player Herschel Walker engaged in all this madness. It's become clear that we are paying for our ungodly love of the golden calf that is football, and to save this nation, we need to somehow reverse football. I propose we blast Joe Theismann and Troy Aikman at each other at the speed of light, thus creating anti-football. Well, we'll have to see if they're up for it. Let's turn now to the virtually tied race to become Ohio's next senator. In a debate, Democratic candidate who looks like he can get you a good deal on a Toyota Highlander, Tim Ryan, made this argument against Republican anti-charisma activist J.D. Vance. In Youngstown, on the stage, uh, Donald Trump said to J.D. Vance, all you do is kiss my ass to get my support. He said that. That's bad because that means J.D. Vance is going to do whatever he wants. That's a questionable strategy considering Ohio voters kissed Trump's ass to the tune of eight-point victories in both 2016 and 2020. Ouija, am I right that the top issue for Ohio voters is putting food on the table so they're not hungry while screaming about drag queen brunches in faraway cities? I think regardless of where you live right now in the I U.S., the top issue is paying those bills and how to make ends meet. And yesterday, what we saw um, was, you know, the candidates trying to tie one another to their party leaders, arguably leader for the Republican Party, Donald Trump. And, you know, Tim mm-hmm. Ryan actually tried to distance himself a little bit from President Biden because of inflation, because of the economy, because he knows this is such a big issue for people in Ohio. In fact, um, Um, He just said today on CBS News that he does not plan to ask President Biden to come to Ohio to stump for him for that support. So, again, he is drawing that space. Well, it is going to be tough to beat J.D. Vance with his inspiring story of rising from poverty, going to Yale and then saying, screw everyone but me. Trump and his Republican colleagues have figured out that voters love a pseudo celebrity. If Democrats want to win Ohio, Tim Ryan needs to take a cue from J.D. Vance and publish a memoir entitled Yokel Thoughts. Let's turn now to Pennsylvania, where Democrat and sentient dive bar John Fetterman only holds a slim lead over Republican who many suspect simply changed his first name to Dr. Dr. Oz due to a stroke that, according to New York Magazine, still affects him. It's going to be a tough call for Pennsylvania voters to decide whether they would rather have a senator with reduced cognition or a senator they wish had reduced cognition. Oz is really trying to pressure um, the Fetterman campaign to release more of his medical records to, um, you know, show whether he's hiding anything in his words Mm -hmm. um, about his health. But, you know, Fetterman has been really open about the fact that, yes, he had a stroke and he has overcome it and he continues to work through that. Um, And in fact, you know, when Oz's campaign poked fun at Fetterman for having a stroke. His senior communications aide said that if Fetterman had ever eaten a vegetable in his life, maybe he wouldn't have had a stroke. That really backfired. Well, I'm just worried that Fetterman seeing a doctor and receiving adequate medical care will be very unrelatable to all those Americans currently treating their cardiac arrest with a toilet snake. Look, I've been wary of Dr. Oz ever since he sold me a skin tonic whose primary ingredient was ionized hog sphincters. Now, I know it's our job in the media to remain 
campaign as unbiased commentators of our political system. I'm starting to worry that the country is driving toward a fascistic cliff and we're all just voting on what sort of gas we should put in the tank. I mean, does anyone agree here? Hello, I am Chuck Todd. By threatening to fully comprehend the actual gravity of our political reality live on air, you have violated the sacred law of the news gods. It is the news media's humble calling to distract the masses with inane bullshit while our corporate overlords exploit the system to rob them blind. Oh, okay, my bad. Uh, I won't do that again. You're not going to push back at all? No, I'm good. I mean, I get to sit behind a big desk and, you know, be on TV. Okay, cool. Uh, so you want to grab drinks after the show? Uh, not really. Kind of sort of busy over here. With the, okay, you know, so stuff. some other time. Uh, we're you really busy, that. right, team? Pretty yeah. busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Show's a beast yep. to make. Swamp. Yeah, Have you ever lot. played uh, Settlers of Catan? That sounds actually even worse than the other option, so I, I think I I'm going to be busy like for that, that too. Uh, Ouija, uh, do you want to hang out with Chuck Todd? or? Oh, I want to hang out with all of you. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. See, see, maybe sucks. we could have a drink and then play that game, which always really confused me, but it might make it more bearable. Oh, no, it's really simple. Here, I'll go through it real <laughs> oh, quick. Oh, no, Ouija. No, what no, no, done? Ouija. Don't, don't feed him. <laughs> all right, two of our cameramen want to fight in the parking lot, and the rest of us got to stand in a circle. So that's all the time we have. Thank you to my analysts and to tuning out the news contributor, Ouija Jang. Thank you so much, Ouija. Thank you, guys. Up next on Tuning Out the News, the podcast. It's Columbus Day week for the right-wing panelists of Hot Take. That and more after the break. Grubhub, we underpay our drivers and pass the savings on to us. Welcome back. This week on Tuning Out the News, Hot Take host Tyler Templeton and his panel of contributors celebrated Columbus Day week and applauded the latest right-wing rants coming from both the campaign trail and social media. Welcome to Columbus Day week on Hot Take. I'm host who grips a pencil like he's stirring a thick chowder, Tyler Templeton, alongside co-host who feels naked without 30 bug bites, Bonnie Davis, co-host who just upgraded to a 500-pound weighted blanket, Susan Shepard, and co-host whose toast at his sister's wedding was entirely plagiarized from a Joe Rogan monologue, Austin Sparks. The Dobbs decision will boost the economy by letting Herschel Walker invest funds previously earmarked for his massive annual abortion budget. This is Hot Take. What's up, you butt rinses of Maine, you crotch stings of New England? We are on day three of celebrating Columbus Day week. For all you liberals who refuse to accept history, Christopher Columbus discovered America according to picture books. Thusly, we are wearing his signature hat, which is made of felt, which does not breathe and makes my head so hot I am going to die. Top story! President Trump endorsed an all-star lineup of Republican nominees who are doing so well, they need him to fly his ass across the country and say, I order you to vote for these nut jobs. Trump focused his speeches on kitchen table issues for Republicans with a brief two-hour detour into his personal gripes. These are radical left lunatics, and they lose documents. They plant documents. 
Let's see, is there a book on nuclear destruction or the building of a nuclear weapon cheaply? Let's put that box, let's put that book in with Trump. And it would be so easy for Democrats to plant the documents at Mar-a-Lago. They could just sneak in dressed as one of the exterminators doing minute-on-the-minute bedbug sprays. Donald Trump then destroyed the media's argument that he orchestrated a coup by noting they severely undercounted his accomplices. They never want to show how massive our crowd was. You know the biggest crowd? I've ever seen? January 6th. And you never hear that. It was the biggest. And they were there. They were there largely to protest a corrupt and rigged and stolen election. That's right. Just like the Titanic's journey across the Atlantic was largely successful if you don't myopically focus on the last little bit. Panel, I thought Trump gave some more great speeches. Do we agree? Yes. And if we're going to have a January 6th hearing, why are we not hearing about the entire day? What did everyone have for breakfast? Did they iron a shirt? Or pants. Let's not forget pants. It's hard to get an accurate count with all that camo. I've been saying for years, the right needs tactical paisley. Ooh, that could look nice with the gallows. Moving on. The Republican Party proudly embraced Kanye West as a new spokesperson after an extensive vetting process of noticing he's famous. He sat down for an interview with Fox News host and guys so confident in his own masculinity, he never stops talking about it. Tucker Carl. Then took to Twitter, where he shared some unorthodox views on orthodox people. I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going Death Con 3 on Jewish people. The funny thing is, I actually can't be anti-Semitic, because black people are actually Jew. Also, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone whoever opposes your agenda. How come... Every time the Republican Party falls in love with a celebrity, they burn us by saying exactly what we think. We can't rebuke Kanye. We have to show the world that the GOP is the heroic party of co-opting the mentally ill to further our agenda. Yes, Republicans need to push Kanye's hatred away from unacceptable groups and toward every human being living below the equator. All right, you can cook an egg on my flaming hot scalp, so let's please wrap it out with I'm Not Done. First, Adam Driver portrays Maurizio Gucci in the movie House of Gucci. And now he's portraying Enzo Ferrari in Michael Mann's upcoming biopic Ferrari. I am sick of Adam Driver using clumsy, problematic stereotypes of Italians just to make a buck. Oh, mamma mia. I'd give him a knuckle sandwich if it wasn't for this calming plate of my nonna spaghetti. Republican Senate candidate Dr. Oz attended a fundraiser where he delivered a speech while standing in front of a perfectly normal car, except for one minor detail. This particular G4 was originally delivered to Adolf Hitler in late 1939 and was used by the Fuhrer. Dr. Oz is not a Nazi. Just last week, everyone was busting his balls for experimenting on puppies. Does that sound like something a Nazi would do? If I'm a little emotional today, it's because presumably using intelligence gathered from his courier, federal agents investigating President Biden's son, Hunter, have gathered what they believe is sufficient evidence to charge him with tax crimes and a false statement related to a gun purchase. As a Republican American, I am thrilled that we have brought to justice enemy number one whose unconditional love from his father and stepmother is not the subconscious driving force of our animus. Austin? 
Thanks for that, Susan. A lot of campaigns use desperate methods to raise money, but not Donald Trump, who is now offering his supporters Trump Halloween hats that President Trump personally designed. I'm pumped we're turning an inane, apolitical children's holiday into another day to fight about politics. That's why I'm calling on the Trump campaign to release apparel such as Kids Piano Recital Trump Hat berating your waiter for cutting you off from the bread, Trump hat, and a first Christmas without Denise, Trump hat. All right, thank you to my co-hosts. When Tuning Out the News returns, Inside the Hill asks Democratic Senator Cory Booker if Herschel Walker's inability to remember how many kids he has means he could be the next Dianne Feinstein. Stick around. Are the cameras off? Because this hat is like a thousand pounds of sweat. My head's gonna fall off! Up next, Inside the Hill checks in with Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey, less than a month away from the midterms. That and more after the break. This week on Inside the Hill, Senator Cory Booker joined Rich, Sarah, and the panelists for a wide-ranging conversation on the midterms, racism in Congress, and the impact of the January 6th commission. Hello, this is Inside the Hill, where we cover the top stories facing real Americans like the Saudi royal family. Today, we welcome Senator Cory Booker to discuss the midterms and whether Republicans have the virility needed to generate enough secret child reveals for the Democrats to eke out a win. Let's go Inside the Hill. Hey, I'm Rich Ballard, and my housekeeper is my best friend. I'm Sarah Sabo, and every morning before school, I pack my children's pill boxes. We're joined by Wall Street Journal columnist who leaves every open bar wedding via ambulance, Eleanor Palmer. Hello. And Princeton history professor who can't see a yo-yo trick without muttering sorcery, Dr. Ike Bloom. Good day. Let's jump in. With the midterms just days away, president who knows it starts with Joe, but is iffy on the back half, Joe Biden, is offering this closing argument to the American people. There's different ways of looking at our country. One is the view from Park Avenue, which says it helps the very wealthy and maybe it'll trickle down to everyone else. The other view is from Scranton, Pennsylvania, where I grew up. The middle class built America and unions built the middle class. Joe Biden needs to stop demonizing rich people. They create good jobs with great benefits, like being able to take a leak every 72 hours. Here to agree with us is Democratic Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey. Thanks for stepping away from wringing palm sweat from your handkerchief after a Ted Cruz handshake to join us today, Senator. It is very, very good to be with you. Thank you. Now, Senator, are you confident Democrats have made a compelling case to remain in power? And when you answer, please try to restrain yourself from saying the word abortion more than 500 times. <laughs> well, I have to remind folks that uh, where the economy was, we were in a terrible, terrible place when President Biden took over because COVID had shut down our economy. And the American rescue plan that Biden signed into law rescued thousands and thousands of small businesses, helped us to get back out there and back to work. Uh, and he's continuing to pass more bills, I think, than we've seen done since uh, LBJ. Now, while Democrats are appealing to voters' wallets, some Republicans are appealing to the most bigoted nerve receptors in voters' brainstems. Senator Booker, here is your colleague, leather-upholstered Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville, at a Trump rally in Nevada talking about Democrats. Some people say, well, they're soft on crime. No, they're not soft on crime. They're pro-crime. They want crime. 
They want crime because they want to take over what you got. They want to control what you have. They want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that. Bullshit. They are not owed that. Senator, given these comments, should Tommy Tuberville continue to serve in the Senate or will resigning just give him more time to prepare for his primetime slot on Fox News? You know, I, I learned a long time ago that what we say about other people is more of a reflection of who we are than who we're talking about. I think anybody can understand fairly looking at his comments, how hurtful uh, they could be to a lot of folks. And what's frustrating to me is because they reflect just this sort of vicious culture of contempt that we have in this country where we're just trying to pit each other against each other. We need uh, leaders, frankly, that are not going to divide us or teach us to hate each other or create these ridiculous uh, tropes uh, that I thought would be gone in my parents' generation. Finances are a thorny issue for Tuberville. A New York Times review included a small charitable foundation created by Mr. Tuberville, finding that its tax records indicated that less than a third of its proceeds went to the veterans' causes it was set up to advance. He should be for reparations. It puts more money in the pockets of Americans to give to his scam charity. Now let's turn to the bipartisan congressional investigation into the January 6th insurrection. Senator, do you think the Department of Justice should consider charging the former president with crimes? Or will that just cause division between Democrats and the people frequently posting violent threats against Democrats? You know, our capital was only attacked uh, like that twice in history, once during the War, uh, war of 1812 in the year 1814, and the other time was on January 6th, where we saw the ugliness. Uh, I remember turning on the news after they literally uh, led us out of the Senate floor, um, I saw injured police officer after injured police officer. By the time I got back to my office and turned on the TV, what I saw was these uh, folks who stormed our Capitol waving Confederate flags, wearing Camp Auschwitz t-shirts. And so should the President of the United States be held accountable for inciting riots? Well, we tried to convict him in an impeachment trial. I think if there are any indication that there's a criminal activity here, he should be held accountable because no one, not even the president of the United States or former president of the United States, is above the law. I don't like that this report is coming out right before the election. It, it unfairly biases the public against the violent insurrectionists on the ballot this November. Moving on, Senator, we are so relieved that Congress went to recess without passing that wildly discriminatory law that would ban members of Congress from trading stocks due to their access to insider information. Now, as an insider trader myself, it's so traumatizing to see people like like me attacked. And for what? Because a few 72 members of Congress have violated a law designed to prevent insider trading and stop conflicts of interest? Give me a break. This is like stop and frisk. Like uh, sugar it is. They're treating people who commit white collar crime like they're criminals. Senator, will you give us some kind of early insidery heads up if you get any insight that this bill is going to pass? Well, let's just say it's ridiculous that it wasn't introduced years and years ago. The thought that senators can trade individual stocks when they definitely have insights on a lot of aspects of our economy is just wrong. But why should we stop there? I mean, there's so much more we need to do to clean up the ethics of our federal government. We should have something called the Disclose Act, which would help us to see which corporations are pouring hundreds of millions of dollars to try to influence our election and drown out the individual voices of Americans. But why should we stop there? We should get money out of politics in that kind of way altogether and prohibit 
uh, uh, that kind of uh, uh, corporate uh, financing of elections. And why should we stop there on our branch of government? Heck, the Supreme Court right now, you could be a Supreme Court justice and take a speaking fee from folks who have a matter before the Supreme Court. And I hate to implicate you all too, but we trust the media less than we ever have before. <gasps> Democracies Get him off the air. God damn it, cut his mic. Distrust. We need to do everything we can to rebuild it and heal. I, I don't know. I think we're pretty trustworthy. Now, moving on, Senator, this is a little uncomfortable, but we heard you support filibuster reform. And we are religious supporters of government inaction, and it is our position that anyone who supports filibuster reform is possessed by the devil. <laughs> so we used forgiven PPP loan money to hire a bishop to exercise these demon spirits telling you the Senate should help people. Let's bring him in. Bishop, whenever you're ready, perform the exorcism. And Bishop, watch where you point that cross. The devil inside has actually been pretty good to us. I think uh, Senator sees the light, but let's pray. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host. By the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's see if it worked. Senator Booker, why is the filibuster the benchmark of a strong democracy? I still, hallelujah, amen, support filibuster reform. God damn it, Bishop Long, we want our money back. This isn't like your church services. This actually matters. Thank you to our analysts and Democratic Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey. Thank you very much. After the break, Inside the Hill presents a highly anticipated new project they've been hard at work on for several months, the coming global recession. LinkedIn, get messages from weirdos. Before we go, we have an exciting project we've been working on behind the scenes and are finally ready to reveal. Everyone, please prepare yourself for your global recession. Unemployment is at record lows and inflation is at record highs. So that means it's time for Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell to rapidly raise interest rates and crash this economy. Get excited because this moment only comes once in a lifetime every seven years. The global elite will miss out, but you're in for some safety net defying washboard strumming fun. Enjoying family time in the elevator down to the mines. Asking your friend Alan if he can score you a gig at the hatchery. Having tons of hot sex in exchange for kerosene. And get this, you will eat raccoon. The global recession, coming soon. Wow, chills. That looks like so much fun. Good night, everyone. Do you think they bought it? Uh, we should probably fortify the studio just in case. I'm a historian. You should definitely do that. Until next week, this has been Tuning Out the News, the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Watch Stephen Colbert presents Tuning Out the News on Comedy Central, Wednesdays after The Daily Show. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.